G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's endeavour to update developments around the Victorian pastor who's been held in custody at the Melbourne Assessment Prison. He's been refused bail and is awaiting his hearing on a date to be advised. Pastor Paul Furlong has been charged with multiple counts of incitement and breaching his bail conditions. His arrest is for intending to hold a church service during the COVID lockdown in Victoria. John Steenhoff is the principal lawyer at the Human Rights Law Alliance. He specialises in religious freedom and freedom of thought, speech and conscience. John's joining us to talk about things that are going on right now here on our shores in Australia. John, welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's great to be here with you today. So, John, we've got Pastor Paul Furlong. He's behind bars at the Melbourne Assessment Prison, allegedly inciting churchgoers to attend an illegal service at the Revival Christian Church in Narrawarren. Uh, on the face of it, uh, we might be saying this doesn't look really good, does it? Uh, but there'll be a division in the Christian listenership, no doubt, today saying, why was a pastor trying to defy a health warning here? What was your initial reaction when you heard this story? Thanks, Neil. It's a very interesting case, that of Pastor Furlong. You can certainly sympathise with the desire of Christian pastors to continue to be able to minister to their flocks and open their churches. And yet we're also in a unique situation here with the COVID crisis. We have uh, clear directions being given by our public health officers uh, that have uh, put severe restrictions on on our rights, including the rights of, of Christians to go to church. And so uh, my initial reaction was to just be a little bit cautious and try to get uh, the full story before making any judgment, because there's a whole bunch of issues that are wrapped up in discussions about churches opening or not opening during COVID lockdowns. Um, there are legal issues, there are theological issues, and people are going to have different understandings and different uh, convictions on these on these issues. So when I look at it from a legal perspective, Neil, uh, I look at firstly whether what has been passed as restrictions is legal, and I think everyone agrees that the um, the directions that have been made by the public health officers are made under an act the Public Health and Wellbeing Act that um, empowers the government to make these kinds of restrictions in certain circumstances. But there's also a human rights element to this, which is where my interest comes in, because Victoria does have a Charter of Human Rights, and it does say that those rights should only be limited in certain circumstances. And so it may be that there is avenue for a legal challenge by Pastor Furlong on this on this issue certainly gray areas galore aren't there and uh, the image of police blocking access to the church and 
as was reported, leading 50 maskless followers to congregate at a nearby reserve before an ugly standoff broke out. And, John, it does worry us, doesn't it, to hear of police shutting down a church service. That would be one of those sort of grey areas that will cause some division within the Christian community. Absolutely, Neil. There's a question about whether or not one should be following the uh, directions, the COVID directions, uh, because clearly to not follow them is to break the law that the state government has uh, put in place. Uh, And it's going to evoke a response. Uh, Quite a different question is whether the police have made a proportionate response to this threat and whether the police are exercising the powers given to them uh, in a way that is going to be uh, most conducive to, 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 to resolving the matter. Um, clearly, there was a large police presence in response to the calling of this, of this church service. It seems that uh, the church attenders were all well behaved, were reasonably compliant and followed directions. And uh, yeah, it's interesting to see whether or not it was justified to have that many police attending and uh, having that kind of face-off with a group who were meeting for uh, an outdoor worship service. Some might say maybe this is a clever publicity stunt, uh, knowing that he was breaking the law and likely to be arrested because there was an incident earlier in the year in February. Others will say, well, isn't he just standing on his rights and it becomes like a constitutional issue? And uh, I know that his wife is drawing attention to constitutional issues here. And uh, you're saying that there may be a human rights issue. It gets uh, thicker as the plot deepens. Yeah, Neil, it's probably worth looking at what the legal uh, context of this is. On the issue of whether it's a publicity stunt, I would hope that no pastor would be looking for adverse publicity on something like this. It seems that uh, all of the pastors who have been wrestling with this issue have one thing as their foremost concern, and that is being able to minister to their flocks, being able to obey the biblical command uh, to gather for worship. Now, many people have talked about the Constitution as if the Constitution would provide some protection here, and... uh, The Australian Constitution does not protect religious freedom in the way that other constitutions do. Uh, So in the Australian Constitution, Article 116 says that the Commonwealth government is not allowed to make laws that would restrict religious freedom. In this case, we're talking about a state government. The state government is making these laws, so it's not covered by that constitutional provision and there's no protection by it. So it really is not a provision that people can hang their hats on if they are looking to open churches during a COVID lockdown. However, some of our states, including Victoria, do have a Charter of Human Rights, and that charter does protect all of the fundamental human rights and freedoms, including religious freedom. And now it's interesting that it's not absolute protection of those rights. So if you look into the Victorian Charter, it says that, Human rights can be restricted, but only where it can be demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society. And so it recognizes that there's 
oftentimes balancing provisions that need to be taken into account, such as the fact that the state government has called a emergency, um, a declared emergency. It's exercising emergency powers. We've got a health crisis with the COVID crisis, and that's the reason why it has been restricting not just religious freedom, but all of the fundamental freedoms have been restricted. The right to move around, uh, the right uh, to associate with who you want to, uh, rights of peaceful assembly. All of those things have been restricted during this lockdown. And if you were going to challenge, you would have to do it under the Victorian Charter, saying that the restrictions that have been put in place are disproportionate uh, to the risk that has been identified. Or, as has been done overseas, you would say the church is being treated differently than others in like circumstances. It might be the criticism of some, I know it's the criticism of some, that when there are restrictions lifted, you've got sporting stadiums filling up, you've got nightclubs and hotels and restaurants uh, filling up and the church still under the thumb. And uh, there are those who get concerned about that. Uh, Any thoughts here? Because uh, there's a certain sense in which Christians want to be law-abiding citizens, model citizens. Uh, But there are some who say there is a time now for civil disobedience. Is there a time for civil disobedience? What are your thoughts here, John? So, yeah, Neil, that's... Uh, a really good point. The one of uh, inconsistent application of the rules, where on one hand you're allowed to have a stadium full of people shouting and singing uh, as they engage in the worship of sports, but those in churches not being able to engage in congregation and singing for the worship of God. And uh, around the world where lockdowns have been put in place, the cases that have been successful in challenging those lockdowns for churches have been the ones that have showed that there is a differential treatment of churches, that churches have been targeted uh, unfairly and that like gatherings have been allowed, but churches have stayed restricted. So it's really a, it would be a good ground if you could point to situations where uh, one activity that involves community and congregation, like a sporting uh, event, going to a stadium and watching a game is allowed and church attendance has been disallowed. Now, your question about civil disobedience is one that theologians have been debating for centuries, if not millennia. At what point is one compelled by their conscience to disobey the law? And I think at one level, that's very much an issue for uh, each individual conscience to determine where they feel they require to keep the law and where they're not. But on another level, there's a lot of biblical principles that apply here. Uh, and, and one of those is, is that we see clear examples of apostles when called on to stop preaching the gospel. They repeat that familiar phrase, we must obey God rather than men. So there are particular things that if the government was to make them illegal, uh, the Bible clearly anticipates and, and calls on Christians to be obedient to the command of God rather than to the command of earthly authorities. But we need to be very careful in determining what those are. You know, Jesus was asked the question about whether 
uh, the Jews should pay taxes. Now, clearly, if we look at the tax system in the first century, the Romans were oppressive in the way that they taxed. And yet Jesus didn't say, look, you've got to uh, disobey disproportionate and unfair laws. Uh, he was very clear that you obey the law as much as you can. In fact, you give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. Uh, when it starts going into the area of worship services and the restriction of worship services, it is a difficult thing because the Bible does command Christians to gather for worship and calls on them to do so. Um, and some of the factors that you would take into account for that are whether you can still gather, whether that gathering must be uh, physically or not, uh, whether uh, you are able to gather electronically, for instance, and online, and whether that uh, is an absolute command or whether it's subject to um, issues around a very real threat to health that is the COVID um, virus. So those are the kinds of issues, I think, that are important to take into account when looking at that. John, we might ask, what should we do? And there is a sense here that even though you may be divided over Pastor Paul Furlong, who is held in custody, uh, there is a sense here in which the onus would be upon each of us, would it not, uh, to pressurise our politicians to ensure the equal treatment, uh, if you've got sporting stadiums, if you've got nightclubs and hotels and restaurants, that, that churches are not disadvantaged in that equal treatment. Is that the th- sort of thought you would, uh, you would have? Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, something that they certainly didn't have in, in biblical times and the times of the apostles, which is uh, access to courts to put before the courts the questions that we want answered or the allegations that we have of disproportionate treatment. And I think it's incumbent upon Christians to use those avenues as they become available. Uh, under the Human Rights uh, Charter in Victoria, you can clearly take an application to the court or go to the Human Rights Commission with these kinds of allegations. And I think that if Christians see uh, unfair restrictions on churches, that should be their first, definitely their first port of call and be one of the... Um, the options that is taken to try to defend and to protect and promote and preserve uh, the right to assemble and to, to hold our worship services. Well, John Steenhoff, invaluable insights from you today around an issue that is very worrying right across Australian society. And John Steenhoff, principal lawyer at the Human Rights Law Alliance, specialising in religious freedom and freedom of thought, speech and conscience. And uh, oftentimes I'll say when we're talking to John, who are you going to call if you find you are under pressure because of your Christian faith and there are unfair things that happen to you? Let me point listeners to the website, hrla.org.au. That stands for Human Rights Law Alliance, hrla.org.au. John Steenhoff, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil, and thank you, listeners. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.